You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I'm going to take you to story time. Story time, just a little bit of story like, about my history, some of the things that have happened in my background that I think may have a uh, a nice little moral, a nice carryover, a, uh, an application to you as a fitness professional. So these are simple things that are going to help out with better business outcomes. And it's story time. So it's not like, hey, here's step one and here's step two. And this is, uh, this is a systematic approach to following things, but just a story. So stick with me. I hope you enjoy it. But several years ago, I managed a training department in a new gym build out in Miami, South Beach. And I was not new to management, but it was new to this company. The last gym that, uh, that I was coming from, I, it was a tight knit group of trainers and we'd been there for a long time. So the members of the gym, not even the people that we were training, not the training clients, but just the members of the gym, they'd come in, they'd see us. We had a, such a friendly relationship because we were there, they were there, we got to know each other and it was just to be expected. Unlike many gyms where there's so much turnover, you kind of don't know what you need to do with a trainer. Like, should I even get to know this trainer or are they going to be gone in six weeks or in six months? And then I spent time getting to know somebody like they're going to be gone. So let me just go in and get my workout in. And that didn't really happen with us. We were there for, we we're there for a long time. And so we trained together. We coached together. We spotted people that were not our clients while doing floor shifts. And we enjoyed being at the gym. But then I fast forward to the training at this new gym in New York City before I had moved down to Miami. And this company, it was it had a great corporate structure. There was a lot of focus on education and they were very good with equipment and gym upkeep. It was really quite a good job. They were able to service their members really well in those certain aspects. Once I relocated down to Miami and the gym opened, so we pre-sailed for quite some time, and then the gym opened, and I hired a new training staff. And I smiled to all the new members that were coming in, and we chatted just with anybody, anybody that walked through the doors. Hey, what's going on? Let me get to know you. Let me get to know you. Um, I don't think that a lot of people had that same touch that same desire to want to be a part of somebody else's experience at the gym. But I did. I wanted people to come in and be like, oh, that guy, that guy's always here. He's here to help out. You know, kind of like the mayor. I wanted to be the mayor of the gym. Somebody that that you knew that when you walked in the door, I was going to be there. I'd smile at you. I'd give you a little head nod. Uh, we might even chat about what you do for a living. And I'm not pushing anybody. I'm not pushing anybody to train. I'm trying to let my light shine so that people see it. And then they go, maybe I should train with, not necessarily with me, but be a part of what's going on here at the gym because I was the manager. So I wasn't really looking to train. But I also cleaned and I put weights away in an effort to pattern expectations. I did not ask trainers to do anything that they had not already seen me do. 
And at the training meetings, I encourage camaraderie and membership. Uh, I wanted people to engage. I wanted people to engage people. Sell? Yes. Yes, I wanted people to sell, but I don't want you to sell by, quote, selling. I want you to sell by engagement, by kindness, by exemplifying lifestyle um, of fitness and being someone that people want to see when they walk into the gym. However, the drive to sell memberships, training sessions, shop was, I think, far too demanding and overpowering for the people leading many of the, the sections of this particular business and the aggression started happening with certain people like the, I know these people have money, so let's elbows and friends and let me talk to them and guide them there. And then the, there are other people that were maybe dismissed and it or not thought of. And after a few months, I was sad to hear that there was a, a member, a guy and his wife actually. So the, the two of them, and I was quite fond of both of them. They, they were leaving the gym and they were going to go back to the gym that they were members of before. Now, he was a well-known author and she was a business maven. And they canceled their membership and left a written message on the way out stating that the staff was not warm, that there was a lack of congeniality, of community, of togetherness between them and those that worked there, except for this one guy, the fitness manager that always smiled and said hello and stopped to chat. And uh, they read they read this and as a means of like, you know, let's let's talk to the the trainers and the front desk staff and the management. And they pulled me aside and they said, Rick, I want to thank you for being that person who was saying hello, who said hi, who was called out that saying they just didn't feel welcome except for one person that made them feel welcome when they walked in the door. Now, is there a moral to the story? Absolutely. The moral is I'm awesome. No, of course not. The moral is that you don't have to be outgoing to be kind. You don't have to smile or be chipper or be bubbly all the time or any of the time to be kind. You do, however, have to be present and you have to practice. And kindness can be cultivated and it will help you and it will help your gym and it will help your training business. I don't think of even sales as a pressure experience, as something that you're pushing people to do that they don't want to do. Think of your sales experience as nothing more than a means of kindness and sharing a skill set with somebody that may be interested. And if they're not interested, stop pushing. But if they're interested in you, and they like you, and they see who you are, and they see what you do, and they see that you train, and they see that you're about that life, the lifestyle of fitness. And the other thing, too, is that you don't have to be super fit for this. It takes all kinds. So I don't want you to think that just because you are overweight, that you can't be a fantastic trainer. 
you can be. In fact, there were a lot of people that I hired that were fantastic trainers throughout the years that were overweight, even obese, but they had such a great story. And such uh, that story was, I might be overweight or obese, but this is the weight I lost and this is how my lifestyle changed through fitness. Bring them up because that story is going to resonate with somebody. It's going to resonate with a member. And they, there is a cruelty that exists where people will poke fun behind your back, I hope. And they're not outright blatant about it. And saying that doesn't make any sense to this person's a trainer. And they don't know that you lost weight. Uh, that, you know, I had somebody who had lost over 100 pounds. And that is a story. That is an inspiration. And the mockery is a certain, like it's a, it's a disservice. It's a, um, it's a sadness anyway, but it is a disservice to what that person has done, what they experienced and what they were able to accomplish. And so I think that these things where you practice coming in and saying, I don't have to be, um, you know, the rock. I don't need to be Dwayne Johnson in order to train people. I don't have to have a perfect physique. I have to have a perfect figure. What I have to do is I have to be kind. I have to be interested in you. And I have to be skilled at what I do. So don't think just your kindness and your presence and your engagement is going to be enough. I think that, that you need to have the kindness, the engagement, the friendliness, and the skill sets. Learn study, but don't let physical attributes about self be limiting things because you know who you're interested in and you want to help people, older people. Uh, another guy that was a trainer at a gym and uh, he was in his sixties and retired and uh, he was an excellent trainer and he said, people like training with me that are older because they feel safer with me because they feel I know how they feel. And uh, so don't think that just because you're an older trainer, that there's not a market out there for you. There is. There's a wide, broad market. And everybody's always going to be in the market for your interest in them, for your interest in their well-being, for your interest in their best fitness outcomes for your kindness. All right, y'all. Uh, I hope this was just something that's a little motivating to listen to. Hope you're well. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I uh, appreciate it. If you share, subscribe, all of those things, continue to listen to the podcast. Reach out to me if you have any questions. You can reach out on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.